Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, episode that is outtakes from a recent hobby hotline. In fact, it was a few weeks ago, and I thought, I need to post this. We're on for about an hour, and this is about 10 minutes of it, and I thought it was worth the passing. A little bit of similarity from when I interviewed Ryan Staczynski, the Gemrate founder, but some clarifications. It was a good interchange. He came on. We had Victor Roman and John Newman and myself, we were the co-hosts, but when you call in, sometimes you're invited to drop in and appear, and Ryan certainly held his own and was very helpful in explaining what he does, how he does it, not not every little detail, but providing a service for anybody that's interested in grading and pop reports and perceived volume of each of the grading companies, of which there are many, but he's only tracking four. He needs a pop report and he needs sufficient volume. So thanks, Ryan. Thanks, John. Thanks, Victor. Thanks, sponsors. My sponsors, Top Spinini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So we talked about more than just gem rate and grading. But again, out of an hour, this is 10 minutes that I think is fresh. It's all good. You should watch or listen to Hobby Hotline anyway. I'm going to be on again this weekend coming. It's different co-hosts each time, different topics each time. If you call in or comment in, observe, chat, you got a good chance of having your questions addressed by whoever's there. So enjoy the stimulation. It's usually very positive. And again, thanks for that opportunity, and I encourage you to do that. But this is a small portion of it. So here it is. It's clear that in 2022, there are four grading companies that are above. There's others out there, but those are the big four. If you're PSA, you're really pleased. Not only are you way ahead, but you finished really strong. So 2022 was a great year from PSA. They're clearly the market leader in volume, and they've become the standard. SGC had a great year. If you compare year over year, I think they've done great. They've made some real inroads there. CSG has done great. I think they're very pleased. They were just starting a year and a half ago, and already now they're right up there. Now, BGS, maybe I'm in the dark here, but I think their numbers are higher. If you look at the footnoting that Ryan does when he does those reports, he acknowledges some lag or some difficulty in the reporting with BGS right from the beginning. So when he started doing yeah. that, he was having some trouble with the BGS data. So I think the BGS data very possibly could be understated because it wasn't that long ago that they were a very clear number two. So we'll see. And I hope 2023, we see BGS moving up. I mentioned when I was at the summit, I don't want to see PSA going down. I want to see BGS going up. I don't know how they get these exact numbers, but everyone uses them as There's a gauge. Ryan Tuzinski is a really sharp guy. He's scraping the pop reports from before yeah. and after. So at the end of the month, how many cards have been added to the pop reports? And so all the pop reports are pretty accessible, at least to a master programmer like he. So subjective in that sense. But if there's any glitch or any lag in the reporting or any tricky stuff in the walls in getting to the pop reports, he's got to work around it. And he's acknowledged that it was more difficult working with the Beckett site. Wouldn't PSA have to lose some of their market share for any other of the companies, grading companies, including Beckett too? It's like a pie, right? There's only so many pieces. No. To get a bigger slice, someone else is going to have to take a smaller 
slaves. Not and necessarily. That's not why fanatics got into this. They want to put a 10x on our hobby. I don't know if they're going to get into grading. I hope they don't. But I think they're going to put out cards. The more rookie cards out there, the more grading. I think there's going to be more cards submitted to grading. If the prices stay moderate in 2023, PSA is going to get a lot of it, but so are all the others. Fanatics is trying to put out through tops and every all the card companies are trying to put out grade worthy cards. Cards that are worth enough and interesting enough, they need to be protected as much as they need to be graded and authenticated. I think there'll be more grading because Fanatics is promoting the industry to have more collectors and more cards. There need to be more collectors and more cards, not just more cards. Dan Ryan says, if I was a grading company, I would offer one free graded card to people. Some of my hesitation was being intimidated by learning the process of submitting. Once you do it, it's easier to do it, almost like a free sample. But Dr. Beckett, when you were at your company, obviously Beckett grading, was that something that ever came up in a conference room? Came up all the time. Free samples. And I always yeah. said, no, <laughs> free samples. I'm already <laughs> a bulk submitter and aggregators. And I think you're doing that now. If Dan came to you and said, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about grading, but I don't know how to do it. You say, Dan, I'll take care of it for you. I'll yeah. submit it in here and don't worry, I'll fill it out. PWCC has figured out there's a big market there. They're not with PSA, but they've got deals now with all the other major grading companies to say, just send us your cards, no paperwork, we'll take care of it. You don't even have to pay. So it's not a free sample, but they've taken all the hassle out of it. What Dan is saying is good, except the grading companies don't have to give it away. They have agents out there. Hopefully now all of them are going to take your money and give you back your card at some point and not go belly up. But I'm not a big free sample guy. So Dan's got other alternatives, and I hope he does jump in. And it isn't as hard, whether you do it yourself or you do it with a trusted friend. John, he should just give you his card. Every big card show has people that will take your cards. And In fact, if you go to the Dallas Card Show, you'll get your cards back the next day <laughs> because yeah. Kyle has his own grading company. I don't want anything bad to happen to any of the 100 or 200 grading companies out there. Yeah. Okay. A scandal or a black guy in the industry is not good for anybody. So if they get enough business and they have a niche, they can fill that niche. And I hope they'll do a good job and an honest job. But you're right. PSA is in the strong position. It's hard to imagine that they would stumble. They have a leader at the top who is a hobbyist. He's not trying to squeeze profits out during the hobby. I think they're going to do well. Like I said, I just want BGS to do better. PSA didn't hire and trade a whole bunch of people on both coasts now to have them sit idle, twiddle their thumbs, waiting for submissions to come in. When private equity got into the industry, it became more professional marketing with really articulating goals and where they want to go. And I'm sure that Fanatics is trying to grow the industry. And that means... PSA, and all of them will be a beneficiary of that. Ryan, I think what has been the boon to PSA and the Achilles heel of BGS is that the brand new cards, the condition is too good. So good, out of the gate. There's a few quality control problems, but nothing compared to what it was 20 years ago. So the cards are coming out mint or gem mint. When that's the choice... It accentuates the fact I'd rather have a PSA 10 than a BGS 9.5. They're both nominally gem mint. It's the reason why CSG changed their scale, because people want 10s. 
and tens are so easily achievable for brand new cards, paper and chrome. The reason for the name of the company is Gemrate in the sense that we thought it was a metric that was important to indicate just how well our cards being manufactured, to what degree our cards in the best quality are the best condition available. Certain sets do really well. There's Topps Chrome, which can come out of the gates and have 70, 75% gem rates. And then you have Panini cards like Prism that'll come out with 25 to 30% gem rates. And that's a gem mint across any grader is still pretty low for a lot of these newer cards. It really depends on the set. Quality control is a big issue still though. So I think my actual hypothesis is that the 9.5 scale has just made it harder for pricing. So you have all the pricing tools. And I've heard this theory over the last couple of years, but the pricing tools can't, it's not as easy to orient around a 9.5 with subgrades. It's not easy to build out pricing that could factor in different variations of gem plus or min gem and things like that. So when you're in the market and you're looking at pricing tools, it's really easy to look at a PSA nine versus PSA 10 and understand that Delta and Delta between the pricing tool don't orient around a spectrum of grades that have subs essentially, or a nine five that's non-standard these days. I think that's been like one of the bigger reasons that people have not oriented or moved in the direction of BGS over the years. And it is why a company like a CSG has reconsidered their grading scale. Ryan, I don't know if you've sliced it this way, but half of PSA's grades in the aggregate, are half of them cards from the last two years? I don't know off the top of my head, but it's high. Yes, I think actually cards from like the 2010s on are making up like 60% of cards being graded. And I think 40% of that is cards just from 2020 on. My point is, that's what Fanatics is going to want to get graded, the new cards. They want to drive interest in the current and future products. And hopefully that'll go up. Ryan, can you share the origin story of Gemrate and what inspired you to get all this going? Honestly, I was just frustrated. I just thought it was hard to navigate pop reports. When I came back to the hobby, I was like, why can't I just view in a universal interface like data for cards? So in a way that you can do it with pricing, why can't you do it with pop reports? But PSA had so much momentum at the time and there was so much concern about the backlog. I just was like, I'm going to focus the PSA to start and just go all in on making sure I understand their data infrastructure and how they think about pop reports. Spent almost the first year focused on PSA, but really wanted to be able to tell the full picture. I was frustrated when I was researching cards that I wanted to buy and not being able to just fully understand, hey, what was happening in 2015 when I wasn't actively in the hobby? Like, how can I better understand that? And when you look at the pop reports today, they certainly don't reflect what was the landscape five years ago, 10 years ago. So the idea was to just be able to better navigate. And so I've been building out this concept of the universal pop report, which we're starting to go live with some partners. You can start to see some of this content being windowed with like card ladder, card hedge, some of the pricing tools where you can actually see within one interface the data across all the graders. So that's the goal is to be able to have this universal pop report. The content that we're publishing is to help bring transparency to the hobby, help people understand where's momentum, how are players doing in the hobby. It's really just content for us at this stage. But that's the origin story of Gemery. Ryan, thanks for showing up here and clarifying some things. We really all believe that more accurate information, more education is going to be helpful in growing the hobby, making the pie bigger. So thank you for your expertise. Fanatics last tops. I quote the statement from Michael Rubin. It says, over the past year, it's become clear that NFTs are unlikely to be sustainable or profitable as a standalone business. Aside from collectibles, trading cards, Driving 99% of the business, we believe digital products will have more value as a utility when connected to physical collectibles to create the best experience for collectors. In that statement from Ruben, he mentions a physical utility attachment that I agree with will have more substance to it. We've seen NFTs crash and Fanatic selling 60% their stake in Candy Digital. 
put myself in Michael Rubin's shoes just for a minute. <laughs> Those are good shoes, I think. But there are two tensions of being the CEO, the boss. One is you need to experiment. You need to be trying new things. But the tension against that is you've got to focus. So I see this as very positive. They had an experiment. It was a failed experiment for them. And they are doubling down and focusing on the mainstream of our industry. So I see that as very positive. He's not tilting at windmills. They're exiting from that. And they're going to have all their eggs in the card basket. That's good for us. The man-